All right. Hello. It is on parade. The two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. I probably sound a little uh, different this week. I am in Colorado Springs in a hotel room. It is Saturday, May 15th. And uh, Colorado, uh, Jake, uh, uh, things are legal here. Certain things, certain edibles and smokables. And sometimes when you're a comedian, people uh, after the show, they just walk up and uh, hand you something nice. So I had a good time in my hotel room last night. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. uh, They just legalized weed in New York, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. So Illinois is legal. I mean, I was just holding out for no reason that I can think of. Um, anyone well, it would really hurt the meth industry. And yes. that's big there. That is. Anyone tuning in for the first time, that's Jake Vevra um, in New York, where he said, I'm Nathan Timmel. We're both comedians. And I said Illinois in passing, which means I should mention Chicago this podcast, the Idiots on Parade podcast, is now being played twice a day on Tuesday on Chicago's Comedy Scene Radio on the talk side of the radio station. So if you're listening to us there, hi. Hello. All right. So uh, lots to talk about. If anybody's tuning in for the first time, basically, Jake and I mock all things news and politics. Doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. We make fun of you and we make fun of the news. A uh, thing I want to start with this week, Jay, Jake, is something... You and I discussed a long time ago. I don't know if you're going to remember this, but my daughter, she is eight now. So this probably happened when she was four and then my son would have been two. Maybe it was five and three. I don't know. Do you remember me telling you about about a book? Um, My daughter just grabbed a book because she looked at the cover. We were at the library and we brought it home and I'm reading it and it's this I'm just, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm, oh, this is such a dumb book. It's called I Am Jazz. And it's a little girl who's writing, my favorite color is pink. I like to play dance and ballet, but I'm not like other girls. And you turn a page and it says, I was born a boy, but I was born a girl inside a boy's body. I thought it was going to be about the NBA team from Utah. I was way off on that. Yeah, but it was this call. She said, my name is Jazz. And I, I she went through gender reassignment surgery and it's all that. But it's all about this little kid that's transgender. And I thought it was hilarious in a good way. Like I, I was reading this book that I thought was dumb. And then I turn a page and it's like, oh, it's a message about transgender. And so I read it to my kids and it became one of their favorite books for a little while. And no harm, no foul. I'm just teaching them what transgender is. It's people that are born in the incorrect body. And it was the perfect way to teach young kids like my kids at ages three and five about transgender. And you and I, I, read, have- I read my nephews, the right wing version of that, the kind of spinoff book. I am country. And uh, <laughs> that it, it, he very much stayed a little boy in that one. Very much. A lot different. Well, I remember yeah. you and I joking about the book, how I be nice to buy it for like Christmas presents for intolerant uh, relatives who would just be reading through it. And where I turn the page and see transgender, I have a good laugh and like enjoy the book. Like, Oh, okay. It's a good book. Whereas they turn the page and freak out. What the fuck is this? You know, they get, so the reason I'm bringing it starts off about Ronald Reagan and it ends with Ronald Reagan, uh, blowing a guy in an airport men's room or something like that. (laughs) No, Ronette Reagan. So the reason I'm bringing all this up is, uh, the book is in the news. Jazz Jennings book was read to first graders, the school faced with backlash. And they said, this is, uh, uh, can consistent with our ideals. Okay. Um, let me just go 
right on record. It was Bellington, Washington. Washington's supposed to be a liberal state, but you know, you get anywhere in America that's outside of a city, it's rural, it's red. Um, if you are afraid of this book, if you are worried that your first grader is going to hear this book and then suddenly say, oh, maybe I'm transgender, then you're a shitty fucking parent because your kid knows what gender they are. If they are three years old and saying, hey, I think I was born in the wrong body, they're probably right. It's it's so rare. Now, I think there's a difference between a three and five year old saying I was born in the wrong body and an emo teenager that's just trying to fit in because they've done studies on that. And a lot of this uh, pan tran multisexual shit is just peer pressure and bullshit. But to say that a first grader could not understand this, but the book is written for first graders. It's a great book on introducing transgender to kids. I thought it was great. So I just thought it was funny and sad that parents, because they're probably religious, get their panties in an uproar, get a sandy vagina, because, oh, no, my kid is learning about transgender. Fuck you. You're a shitty parent. Yeah. Again, just uh, read I Am Country. Just give that to your kids, you know? They go left, you go right. I'm not sure that's going to do anything, but all right, moving on, I guess. Not <laughs> much of a follow up there. Um, well, it's I, a weird. It's it's a weird. It, it's odd to think that um, some teacher reading that to your kid is going to influence them in any way, because it's like they read kids a lot of like I don't know textbooks for math. And we're shitty at math in this country. So it's not like anything else fucking rubs off on them. There's a lot of books in school. We don't read shit in this country. So it's going to be, if anything, them telling it to your kids in school is going to make them less transgender. See, you know, that's the take I was looking for. That's a perfect one-to-one -one example. We are horrible at math. And yet we're worried about this. You know what it reminds me of? You remember that old... Uh, 90s Kevin Klein, uh, Tom Selleck movie, In and Out. No, I don't think I saw that one. Matt Dillon plays an actor. It was right after Tom Hanks uh, won one of his Academy Awards and said, uh, I want to thank my drama teacher, one of the finest gay teachers I ever had. And so uh, Frank Oz, I believe, directed it. It's a movie where Matt Dillon plays an actor who gets an Oscar and says, I want to thank my teacher who's gay but he wasn't out of the closet. In fact, he didn't even realize he was gay. Kevin Klein plays the gay guy who doesn't realize he's gay. He's engaged to be married and over the course of the movie. So at the end of that movie, they, 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 they fire him because he's a gay teacher in high school. And at the end of the movie, it's graduation. And they have an I am Spartacus moment where the principal says, you know, we had to fire him because what if he made the students gay? And so all the students are like, yeah, you're right. I had him as a teacher. I must be gay. And then the entire town is like, I'm gay too, because I know him. Like I said, and I am Spartacus. So that's what it reminds me of is the idea that if, if you're around a gay person, ooh, it's going to rub off on you or a transgender person that you're going to be confused. You're not going to be confused. My kids are not confused. They know they're a little boy and a little girl and they know transgender people exist too. One of them is a hardcore anti-vaxxer. Not sure how that happened. Not sure which uh, first grade textbook <laughs> that came from, but uh, one of them one of them swears that Bill Gates is trying to cripple all of us with harmful vaccines, so we just lay in bed uh, using computers all day long. I listened to a New York Times podcast, The Daily, on my drive to Colorado Springs. It was about um, a city in Tennessee, not a city, a town, a, a, a city of fifteen thousand people, so a, a you know a very small community. 
And the doctor got COVID and the entire turned out to support him and say, wow, you know, he, he got really sick and was in the hospital for six weeks. And now that he's out, he's trying to convince people to get vaccinated, but they're not doing it. And one couple allowed the New York Times reporter to come into the consult with the doctor. And I got to tell you, this doctor had the patience of a saint because this elderly couple aged 74 and 76 or something like that, they ran down the litany of bullshit where they were like, well, what about the microchip Bill Gates put is putting in it? Well, what about Jesus not wanting me to get this shot? Well, what about this shot giving me autism? It was insane. And so he talked them through everything. They edited it, obviously. And at the end of the day, when, when he had assuaged all their fears, they went, okay, we need to talk about it. And then the episode ends with, and they didn't get the shot. So <laughs> yeah, that's what we're dealing with in America is people putting gas into Burger King cups and not getting vaccinated. Dude, I say, if you know what? If somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated because they think that I, 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 any, any reason, I say, fuck them. You know, because they, they say that, well, you, you can still possibly transmit it if you get vaccinated. You just probably you're way less likely to get it. If you do, you're probably not going to have any symptoms. If you do have some symptoms, they will be small. So I'm like, eh, now that I'm vaccinated and basically every at least in New York, it seems like everyone over the age of, I don't know, like 21 or something has had the availability to get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, I don't want you to not get sick, man. What do you fuck you? I'm not slowing the I, I don't want I, I, a doctor should not have to take 20 minutes out of his day to convince some fucking flat earther to take medicine. OK, That's, agreed. <laughs> it's, he should be he should be off fixing those of us who deserve to be fixed. OK, this is not if, if I like driving 80 miles an hour on the interstate if it's not, you, you know, packed. Uh, if you sit there and go, well, if you get in an accident without a seatbelt, it's pretty dangerous at 80. And there's a whole bunch of people that think seatbelts are going to give them autism. So we got to slow it down to 30. <laughs> We're driving 30 on 80 across the whole fucking country because a bunch of goddamn people that think Bigfoot is real don't want to wear their seatbelts. Fuck you. I'm driving 80. If you fly through your windshield because you think that Jesus hates seatbelts, that's on you. I'm not slowing life down for you. I'm not wearing a mask anymore. I'll, fuck that. I agree with you 97%. The 3% of me that that I don't want to say is worried is just, um, I, I, I like to think that I think rationally most of the time, but I have that lizard thing going on in my brain, that little like knee-jerk react panic bullshit that happens. And that 3%, when I listen to the news or watch the news, I hear that, oh yeah, the strain keeps mutating because as, as long as it's alive, it will mutate because it wants to live, it wants to be a disease. And so eventually our vaccinations will, I don't wanna say be worthless, but they will be less effective because the disease will find an end around. And the way the disease finds an end around is because of dumb fuck big, Bigfoot believers that say, I don't know, I don't know, you know, Jesus, which to me, I actually think Jesus is a stupider argument than microchips. Microchips, that's a stupid argument. But the reason Jesus is a stupid argument is you and I from childhood, because going all the way back from the dawn of time, there was that stupid fable 
a guy on a roof in a flood and a, a rowboat comes by. No, God will save me. A canoe comes by. God will save me. And then he dies. And God's like, hey, I sent you a rowboat and a canoe and all that shit. Maybe God, maybe Jesus sent us the fucking vaccine, you dick shine. Did, did people and the Lord said it on to Peter, uh, don't don't take any vaccinations. Uh, it's, it's it's harmful chemicals and I don't like them. The chemicals that I that, you know, goat herders that didn't know where the sun went at night could never have dreamed up when they were writing the Bible. Yeah. You, and you know what? Even if they did, I wouldn't trust a vaccine from the year seven either. I, I think they probably would have <laughs> fucked it up. I, I think they might have <laughs> fucked it up back then. So even even if Jesus did say that he was basing it off of people that were using goat urine uh, and saying that it cured uh, fucking leprosy. So I kind of get why Jesus was a little skeptical. It's funny that we're talking about this because that's one of the news stories I sent you. We can segue right into it. According to a new study, 12 people or 12 organizations, but it says 12 people, are behind most vaccine hoaxes on social media. There are 12 people that have, you know, multiple sites and they just keep pushing their shit out there. And then it gets believed by the dumbest of the dumb and then it spreads and spreads. And I, I love this quote in here. It's almost like conspiracy theory Mad Libs. They just inserted new claims, said John Gregory, health deputy health director at NewsGuard, which uh, monitors news. But yeah, the disinformation dozen, they put out, they, they have been spreading scientifically disproven medical claims and conspiracies for years. And I know a couple of dumb fucks that I went to high school with that uh, we got in an argument online about vaccinations once and he literally sent me to a website that sold healing crystals for $75 and that's when I knew the argument was over I'm like I there's no reaching this guy if you are gone to the point where you are using healing crystals then I cannot talk uh sense it to you yeah you know what and, and I would be willing to bet that uh probably at least eight of these 12 people probably are vaccinated uh they're just doing this to go viral they're just like ah, fuck it you go viral how you can people are coming to the website i i i'm, I'm selling a lot of ad ad space to i i don't know who advertises on anti-vaxxer sites man i, I mean i i guess maybe people that sell uh for 75 bucks yeah what's up healing crystals for 75 bucks that came on a yeah healing crystals news. are probably big there you know um any, I, I think it would be big with like doomsday preppers and stuff. Mm. So I think basically the stuff that Alex Jones sells on yeah. his websites, you know what yeah. I mean? A lot of like canned food and, and supplements and stuff like that. I, uh, the biggest, it's gotta be uh, a weird pitch to those companies though. Like, listen, uh, we want you to buy ad space on our company. Is it uh, no, 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 it's not another, uh, it's, it's not a company that sells, uh, it's, it's not a website for hunters. It's, uh, anti-vaxxers. Got a deal. Actually, I think they might like that, though, because in today's day and distracted age, the most difficult thing to do is is get people. Oh, shit. I got to turn the furnace off. That's just going to make too much noise. Um, hold on. Yeah, my I'll dogs have probably been making noises, too. They've been annoying. Waiting on the furnace. Goddamn furnaces. All right. Killed it. Uh, Eric. Yeah, the, the in-wall thing is... All right. Uh, what I just edited out is I was starting to say targeted advertising is what every company wants. And if they know they can move product, I bet they don't give a fuck who they're selling to. It's like, 
you know, all these people call for uh, the, the biggest perpetrator of what you're talking about is Tucker Carlson. He keeps bringing up all the, do we know what's in the vaccines? How do we know the vaccines are safe? Meanwhile, he's vaccinated. Um, and, and people call for boycotts on Tucker Carlson's show, but the advertisers that stick it out, they don't care because they know they've got an audience that's just going to buy to support that product. Oh, these guys are brave enough to, you know, advertise on Tucker or these guys are brave enough to do the anti-vax website. So I'm going to support them. It's like the Alex Jones thing. Alex Jones followers give him money. He has money for a reason. It's because crazy people are passionate. Yeah. I wonder if there's any products though, that just happen to test well, like just, just out of coincidence among like anti-vaxxers and, and QAnon people and stuff. I wonder if there's just some random company where, their marketing guys going to their CEO and we like, they're all sitting in a board meeting and they're like, listen, um, uh, here at the Keebler elf company, we've been kind of dropping for a while. Cause like, we kind of have shitty cookies. Like we're not Oreos. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not toll house, but there is one group that really seems to love us. And it's the QAnon <laughs> people. I think we should take out ads on eight chance, sir. I know it sounds fucked up, but like they eat, QAnon people prefer Keebler cookies to Oreos by about 15 to one. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Just I, as, as silly and funny as it sounds, there's these corporations, they, they do such niche marketing. You know that they probably have tested that shit. <laughs> Sir, I'm with you. I'm skeptical. I was a Biden supporter as well, supported Warren before that. But here's the thing about the other Warren and Biden people. They fucking hate Keebler Elf cookies. You know, like I've tested it. I've tested, I, 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 I take it to parties with my friends, liberal cocktail parties. The Keebler Elf cookie bowl is the one bowl that remains untouched. The Q people, they goddamn love it. Everybody charging the Capitol that day on the 6th had a little fucking Ziploc baggie with Keebler cookies. I goddamn guarantee it. Sir, they love our product. 8chan. Keebler does make a one good cookie. It's their rainbow cookie. It's uh, sort of like their version of an M&M cookie. I do like that one. I can't think of any others of theirs, though. Um, speaking of advertising on Tucker, the uh, good segues today. Uh, this one, just all accidental. Uh, My Pillow Fella did a, uh, did a rally in South Dakota, and a lot of people on the news are making fun of it because... Do you think he brings free pillows to his rallies or is he a cheap fucker? Well, according to the article, he brought boxes and boxes of uh, free books and free movies. The, he did that conspiracy theory movie and he has that idiot book out and nobody took them. Like <laughs> they showed pictures of just stacks of unopened boxes but here, here's yeah, what I want to probably like, dude. I'll bet, I'll bet we show up to this guy's this 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 nut jobs rally. We at least get a free pillow or or a coupon at least. I see a coupon would be nice. But here, the media is making fun of it because it's in South Dakota, a deep red state, and he uh, went to a place that has a capacity of three thousand two hundred, and only fifteen hundred people showed up. Um, I'm not making fun of him for only getting fifteen hundred people at a at a place because. Fuck, if I could get 1,500 people to come listen to me, I would consider that goddamn successful. So, But I would did love they to buy see... tickets at a two-drink minimum? Right. I would love That's to see this reporter that is the, the – who's the reporter? Zachary Petzirio, who's saying only this many people. Hey, Zach, why don't you put your name on a, uh, uh, on a marquee and see if you can get 1,500 people to show up? Anybody making fun of uh, – because I saw it all over Twitter. People saying, ha-ha, only half capacity at, my, at Mike Lindell – any of you fucks put your name on a marquee and see if you can get 1500 people to show up. 
if you can, then you can make fun of my pillow fella. You may think 1,500 people sound small, but it is actually the world record for largest number of people to, to listen to the owner of a pillow company talk about anything <laughs> ever. And he will keep that fucking record until the end of time. Until the end of goddamn time when aliens come down and they perform archaeological digs on our, on our species, on our society, they are going to find the last year of human existence, Guinness Book of World Records, my pillow guy, 1,500 people, most people to ever listen to a pillow guy. <laughs> this is true. The other reason I like that article is um, I kind of thought this was interesting and sad in a way, but not, I mean... I can't judge because again, I didn't get paid to perform there, but I just thought it was odd. A good point. Who was his openers? Joe Piscopo from Saturday Night Live back in the 80s. Do you remember or have you Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy were like Dan Aykroyd and, yeah. and John Belushi of the 80s? Joe Piscopo was huge on he Saturday opened for Night the Live. pillow guy. Joe Piscopo opened for the pillow guy, but That's he's not. Insane. He's not doing comedy. He's singing. He's he's doing like Frank Sinatra type, you know, old classics. I did it my way. God damn. So I, because I haven't heard of Joe Piscopo in years. The last time I heard Joe Piscopo was, I believe, a Family Guy joke where they made uh, fun of him for being roided out. I don't know if you remember that, but Joe Piscopo got huge in the '90s. Not uh, popularity, but like. Arnold Schwarzenegger huge where he just he did a lot of exercise and took a lot of roids and I do not remember that let's let's look at uh, Joe Piscopo recent shall we Joe Piscopo yeah I I care about the political uh leanings of pillow makers as much as I care about the singing abilities of sketch <laughs> comics from the 80s that's fucking crazy yeah I mean it's a good matchup I guess I um yeah that does make sense when you put it like that. So I guess what I want to know is I would like to someone not me because I don't have the intelligence or time or wherewithal, but I, I would like someone to do a, a documentary on some of the '80s cast of Saturday Night Live because Julia Louis Dreyfus she you know her career skyrocketed and is even bigger now than it was then. But Piscopo is the second one to go crazy. Victoria Jackson went complete batshit right wing crazy. Really? Yeah, I, I I didn't realize that. I it was it was this was uh, around the Obama years where she was heading down the birther um, path of saying that he wasn't born in America and all that kind of shit. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm looking at recent pictures of him. You know, for for a guy his age, looks like he aged pretty well. You know, yeah, it sucks that he's lost his goddamn mind and he's singing show tunes before my pillow guy goes up and drones on about QAnon. Well, I mean. It, he aged well because he exercised. So that's the everyone making fun of him for being buff. Like he was like Carrot Top buff in the 80s. That was the big joke is Piscopo and Carrot Top both got huge, uh, big buff in, in the 90s. So I did not realize that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Here's something um, you and I have talked about a little bit. I did not expect this outcome. A federal judge dismissed the NRA bankruptcy case. Uh, that the NRA was is getting sued by the New York attorneys general. So they up and left New York and relocated to Texas. The instant they got to Texas, they said, oh, now we're going to file a bankruptcy claim because we're, you know, we're out of money. And Texas said, uh, you just moved here to file a bankruptcy claim. Fuck you. You don't get to file. And 
I did not see that coming from Texas. I'm going to say I'm surprised because you and I talked about a podcast I listened to. I can't remember what it's called, but it was a six-part series on how the NRA basically treated member donations like a piggy bank. They they used almost as I'm I'm speaking out of turn here, so uh, I'll say allegedly, even though it was the facts are out there, but they gave tons of money to uh, Wayne LaPierre who just went on lavish vacations and bought homes and, and hired his buddies to do advertising or consulting. Like they hired his, I'm going to make this up because I don't remember the truth, uh, like an in-law, like uh, his daughter's husband or something like that for an absurd consulting contract. So if they're broke, it's because they pissed it all away themselves. Well, dude, I knew that this was just basically like a fundraising sort of organization. Back when when I was in the NRA, for uh, p- people listening that haven't heard me talk about this on here, I was in there because I I was uh, uh, I was in like this gun club that was by my my old hometown, yeah, well, you, I, Iowa City. Let me, so let, I could let go me interrupt shoot. quick. You and I are ne- neither one of us are anti-gun. No, no, no. We just make fun of silly organizations like the NRA. Continue, please. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm anti-gun when it comes to certain policies. This whole yeah, yeah. I'm pro-gun, I'm anti-gun. Tell me the policy, I'll tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> you Absolutely. know what I mean? Like yeah. and and so I to get a membership to this gun club I went to, you, you know what I mean? I, it was right outside of, of of my town. I could go, I could shoot there. There was like a nice indoor range, like a uh, a skeet thrower and all this, like like a nice electronic one where you push the button and it throws it in different directions. It's fucking great. But um uh, you had to get a, an annual membership to the NRA. And I was like, why do I got to do this? And, and it, it was cheap. The whole membership, I think total was like 60 something dollars. And, and the, the NRA part was like an extra 10 bucks, you know? And yeah. they were like, oh, this is just so if we have a hundred percent membership to the NRA, we can ask for grants and things like that from the NRA. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. And it's cheap enough, you know, and yeah. like who, who gives a shit. So um, I would get letters from these guys who where I'd be, there was like the what you'd expect, like the propaganda ones of oh, there's socialists in the White House trying to take your guns. Send us all your money so they don't take your guns. <laughs> but I would even get crazy shit that was basically like, wow, this is like a phishing scam, dude. I they they did a thing where they they would send you weird DVDs that basically I, I don't even think I watched any of them. It was just shit like that, you know. And uh, it was kind of like the Columbia Record House club where you right buy one dvd for a penny and then they keep sending you and charging your something like that well no they would just send you dvds and it was just stuff like that and i I would i wouldn't even watch them i would just get rid of them so they sent me a dvd one time i I throw it out like i always do i get another letter like a week later like hey that that dvd we sent you that was a 20 dollar dvd so uh please send us the 20 dollars you know um if not mail us back the, the the dvd Here's here's a nickel for postage so you can mail us the fucking you know you know and I'm just like what the fuck is this I'm keeping your stupid nickel and I'm not sending you shit you know like what w- what is this I'm sure there's probably something in the fine print that said okay technically we can't force you to pay the twenty dollars but uh, we're hoping you don't read this part well even if they didn't have it in there you can't force me to pay the twenty dollars you sent me a DVD right like what do you I. I didn't ask for the fucking thing. You didn't order it. You didn't dial them up and say, I want a $20 DVD. Please send it now. Dude, I will fight it in court 
if you want to fucking make it, I, <laughs> dude, I will make it dramatic. I will be, I will make, it will be dramatic. It will be like the end of a few good men. I was like, you can't make me pay $20. Fuck you. Like it would be insane. I would, I would not pay that fucking money. And, and there's the, I would, I would pay thousands of dollars in legal fees, not paying you $20 as opposed to paying you $20 for this fucking DVD. And, but I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're in a way, you're you're like predatory financially towards your own members. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like you're doing this to random people. Because how many people sent in the twenty members? bucks? How many elderly people that are members that just didn't read it went all right and they sent in the twenty bucks? How many do you think did that? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you don't and send I, us the twenty dollars and Obama's going to take your guns. Don't let Barack Hussein Obama take your guns. Send us the twenty dollars. Like, I no, I'm not gonna. I, and I just I, I said elderly because they fall for scams the most. But I, I, I guess I shouldn't have because when that's their membership, too, you know? it is. But I'm, I, I just I'm, I'm I'm shifting in my brain here because we humanity is stupid. Elderly people fall for the scams, but we are just coming out of the gas shortage on the East Coast as we record this because the pipeline was shut down because it was I'm going to use air quotes here, listeners hacked. The problem with it being hacked is I listened to another news report on uh, malware hacking and how they they hack hospitals and all. It always, always, always boils down to one single dumb fuck that got an email and clicked the link that they shouldn't have. You know, click here for boobies or oh, I'm your boss. I'm sending you this link. Click it now to uh, download our new whatever. And and so. People in general are stupid. It's 2021 and people are still clicking links like assholes. So yeah, of course the NRA or any organization is going to prey upon people by going, okay, if we word this correctly, we can get them to send us money. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't shock me that they're trying to uh, jump states to save money on legal costs or, or whatever the fuck they were trying to do with all that. Um, and, and I'm glad that Texas called them out on it. And besides, you're in Texas, NRA. You know how schools sometimes need money and they have a bake sale? They have a fucking gun sale. That's what you guys do. You yes. can't sell firearms in Texas and you call yourself a fucking gun organization? Well, it's funny that after the ruling, um, the governor, Greg Abbott, said, Texas stands with the NRA and we look forward to the association and their plans uh, here. And yeah, but the judges said, you you can try other avenues, but um, I'm putting my foot down pretty hard on this. So fuck you. It's not going to happen. Good. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Fuck those guys, man. Any, any organization that preys on its own members like that. And then also it's like, I, I, I get that not every, every city is, is New York city. Um, I, I, I get that if, if you just fucking outlaw semi-automatic rifles and all that, they're just going to get sold on the black market. Like that's, that's all it's just going to get sold per, person to person. There's going to be a black market. It's, it's, it's not, it's not as simple as well. We made them illegal. So therefore they went away. Really? You should try that with heroin, that whole making it illegal and having it go away thing, you know? And so it, I get that. It's not that simple. That said that that's an organization that doesn't even want fucking background checks on these things. And it's like, right. really, that's, that's well, my, when, that's my whole argument for keeping them, Legal is I'd rather have them bought in stores where they're doing the background checks. If you're getting rid of the background checks, that negates the whole fucking my whole reason for 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 keeping um, stuff like that legal. Yeah, I mean, the when you when you hear reports that say I don't want to make this number up, 
something like 76% of NRA members believe that there should be background checks, but then the NRA, the organization fights against it because they just cry slippery slope. They say, once we allow this, we'll allow everything. They actively went after one of their own members, a gun store owner, this was years ago, who had started to import and wanted to sell um, fingerprint ID guns where your palm print, your fingerprint allowed you to pull the trigger and the other said, nope, too far. That's it was like, who could be against that? Like if an intruder breaks into your home, they can't get, take your gun away from and use it on you because they don't have the finger. But the NRA said, no, this is too uh, constricting to freedom. Well, yeah, that's because it's stupid. It's uh, basically uh, the finger thing is going to work great till it glitches. The <laughs> fingerprint thing on your fucking phone. How many times does that fuck up? A lot. If you need to use the thing, it's it's stupid. I to mine me, it's, it's not but about I don't drop mine in the toilet ever. Well, I do, and I drop my guns in the <laughs> toilet as well. And I need them to work when I pull them back out of it. Yeah, I'm telling you, that thing will glitch. The, the thing will goddamn glitch. I wouldn't want to know one of my guns. Yeah, but someone that might want. But that's the thing. That's the freedom of choice. If someone right, wants but, to but buy the it, option of not like. You should have the option to buy that if you, yeah, if you want exactly. it on Like, I think I think um, too many fucking accessories on the gun look stupid. I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to get them. All right. Well, as we start to wind down, sometimes we talk about news stories that get buried, that do not uh, um, make, go viral, that the general public doesn't know about. And this one I thought is pretty shocking. I thought this would be huge news um, because I didn't know until I read this story. Jake, did you know that Hillary Clinton is dead and that she died from a cannibalism disease? I did know that. Yeah. I'm shocked Christy, that you didn't. Christy Weldon, uh, it says former actress. Uh, I don't know who she is. I, I suppose I should have looked her up. But uh, C-I-R-S-T-E-N. So I suppose that's like a Kirsten in a way. Um, oh, I just clicked her name because I was trying to get a look at who she is. I wanted to Google her. Let's try it this way. Well, she said that Hillary Clinton is dead and she died from a cannibalism disease. Now, I know this is going to be shocking to you, Jake. Uh, she is uh, um, a member of QAnon. So, so yeah, I, I'm looking her up and I can't find anything. Oh, it's like the 10th the thing down. Here's her IMDb. What does she starred in? Um, she starred in The Doors, the, the Doors movie, the Val Kilmer in 1991 in a... Uh, background role. So there you go, actress. But yeah, she passed a long time ago. Um, she doesn't think it was, well, a long time, eight months ago. So Hillary Clinton died eight months ago of what's called Kuru, K-U-R-U, stage four Kuru. She was barely taking a breath a minute. Uh, and Angela Merkel also suffered from this cannibalism disease as did uh, director James Comey. So there's a lot of cannibalism diseases out there and the news media is not reporting on it. We apparently have a body double acting as Hillary Clinton whenever she's in public these days. All right, I got it. Weekend at Bernie's Three, starring Kristen Weldon, okay? It's, she's going to play Chelsea Clinton, you know? And and Bill's gonna come in, Chelsea, your mom died from eating kids, you know? And 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 Kristen Weldon, who's playing Chelsea Clinton, is gonna be like, what, what are we gonna do? Um, I mean, we could tell everybody that mom died and lie about the illness. And then, and then Bill Clinton's like, no, what if we play a bunch of annoying steel drum music from the Caribbean and she just dances around and on the camera wearing sunglasses, giving, giving political speeches. 
that was, to be fair, that was Weekend at Bernie's 2, where he got zombified and danced to the steel drum. The first one, they had to carry him the entire time. If there's one thing I know, it's my Weekend at Bernie's movies. Really? He didn't dance in the first one? No, it was the second one. And I only saw that once, and the only reason I remember it, because I I hated it so much. It was so bad, but I'm I, he got... In the first one, they just carried him around and tied him to shoelaces. But in the second one, he got injected with some like zombie juice or some Jamaican voodoo. And then whenever the music would go off, he would start dancing. Yeah, he got injected with, with adrenochrome. The same thing that Hillary Clinton's been doing. That's <laughs> yeah. why he did that. The the, uh, the spinal fluid of babies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, that makes you last. That's right. what, dude, that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see her starring in the movie as either Chelsea Clinton or Hillary Clinton. And they're playing steel drums. And she's drinking the bloods from babies and 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 giving press conferences to a, a, like annoying reggae music. I think that would be awesome. See, and that's why I send these news stories to you, Jake, because you always have such a unique and wonderful take on them. And that's why I appreciate you. I'm gonna Yeah, and it's podcast. bullshit, dude, because the liberal elites that live in Hollywood won't make my fucking movie <laughs> because they know that it's going to be an awesome movie. <laughs> they, they won't make they ain't got the balls in Hollywood to make Weekend at Bernie's three. Hillary Those Clinton goes to Washington. Pussies. You know Andrew McCarthy needs the work, so. Yeah. And Jonathan Silverman definitely does. Andrew McCarthy could play Clinton. He could play yeah. Bill. That would be good. That would be good. All right. You got anything to plug, Jake? Uh, Yeah, just Love Gurus Podcast, man. Every single uh, Thursday, 9 p.m. on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, So that'll be 8, 8 o'clock Central, I believe, is the time breakdown on that. Uh, So if you... If you want to listen, check it out on YouTube. Chat live in the comments. We'll, uh, you know, read them out on air. Comment. You can either ask ask questions, comment on the questions that we're getting, all that good stuff. There you go. I uh, sadly don't have anything to promote. This is I promoted this show last week. Um, been having fun. Two more shows tonight. I love being. The comedy club has been packed all three nights. Thursday was three quarters sold out. Both shows Friday were sold out. People are dying to get out of the house. It's been That's such awesome, a blast. Man. I wish I had more shows to promote. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We release the Idiots on Parade podcast every Monday, and it ends up on Chicago's Comedy Scene Radio twice on Tuesdays. Later. Later.